We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Well, as you've already seen, uh, when the news came out last night of these additional restrictions, uh, we had to make some uh, quick changes and uh, obviously uh, we're not live streaming from Castle Point today. We're all in our separate homes and uh, therefore we don't have uh, the worship band, um, but we still have the presence of God and the reality that we can access him uh, because if I go to the ends of the earth, he's there. If I went anywhere, he's there. And uh, we, we rejoice that he is with us. I just wanted to mention something. The details are coming up during the week. It was something a bit different. Uh, we're always open to hear from our brothers uh, that we're, we link with in relationship and ministry in different places. And Mike Stevens, who you will remember, uh, English, but lived in America for many years, uh, he recorded really what I would feel was a, a very appropriate Christmas message. And so this year we thought since we've got the recording, we would make that available uh, as a Christmas message. And uh, we'll send details during the week, but we're going to send it out a bit earlier uh, because we thought it may be something that you'd like to share with friends or relatives and you'll be able to do that since it's uh, in that recorded form and trust that that's a blessing to you. So we're continuing this morning on this subject of what is your reason for hope this Christmas and uh, it's been interesting uh, it's been uh, really quite quite special, quite enjoyable over the last few Sundays uh, for us to wait on God together. And the feedback that we're getting is really uh, very encouraging. Um, people are, uh, are really hearing from God, receiving nudges from God, bringing testimony about what God's doing, as well as enjoying his, the very real manifestation of his presence. And all right, it's different this morning. But God is still the same, and I still want that we can access his presence. Therefore, we're not really continuing uh, with much teaching um, because we feel, as I've said before, that God has brought us to a point where we need the Holy Spirit, need the Holy Spirit for um, the development of biblical friendship, supernatural relationship, uh, for... Um, for moving in the very things he's speaking to us about, uh, to to be effective in reaching those that are outside of the kingdom, to uh, to to actually live in the very things we're talking about, we, whether it's hope or whether it's the ability to move in the gifts of the Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit. So we're at that place. We've not yet reached where we feel God's taking us, and we need. God's power made available to us in the Holy Spirit. So we'll take time to, to wait with, uh, with that excited anticipation. It's what the Bible calls hope. We wait in hope for the Lord, Psalm 33. He is our help and shield. 
and we rejoice in that very real truth at this time. Last Monday, uh, Jamie and I were talking, talking about Sunday, talking about what God was saying, and looking to God where, where he was wanting us to go. And I just felt something about, it should be about encouragement. Of course, <laughs> we didn't know where we were going to be sitting right now, where many of us, I guess, feel that we need uh, some encouragement and uh, others probably in a more difficult situation than we're in but you know um, God is so good and sometimes uh, we ask for God to confirm his word with signs following but I've got to share this with you uh, because I felt that this thing came into that category so this was Monday morning Monday afternoon um, Judy brought a uh, a letter that, for me that had been delivered to Lifeline House. And I want to read it to you. Um, Dear John, thank you so much. I wanted to write and let you know <clears throat> how much your ministry has meant to me over the years. I haven't seen you for over 50 years. And you won't remember me, but as a little girl, I used to go to your 615 special club in a school in Dagnum, and looking back on it, although I've strayed from time to time, it was the teaching that made me and has stuck with me all these years later. This has been a time when we've all thought about gratitude and I just wanted to let you know that because of you I'm now a mature Christian and feel so blessed. Thank you for all the sacrifices you've probably made along the way. May God continue to bless you and thank you again for all that you've meant to me. Uh, when we get to heaven, I'll come and find you and give you a huge hug with no mask. Not really signed, just from someone hugely grateful. You know, I was encouraged. This was a, a children's midweek club that I pioneered and God just blessed it and I mean, it was a different time, it was a different age, um, and really with two assistants, we were ministering to 100 plus kids a week in this time, and, and God just really blessed us. Why I wanted to share that was because it leaves me even more convinced that God has confirmed his word that this is a time for encouragement we didn't know where we were going to be right now but i believe today god wants to minister encouragement and i believe he wants to anoint us to be encouragers and to be empowered to fulfill the scriptural injunction to encourage one another you know we've been talking about stirring up the gift fanning into flames but we can also help others do this. Actually, Paul was encouraging Timothy when he wrote that, when he said about stirring up the gift or fan into flames. That was a, an act of encouragement, encouraging one another. How, how do we encourage one another? Well, we see God at work and we celebrate it. You know, this 
this letter caused me to to think back and and celebrate is it god at work it's a, it's every time we see god at work i'd like us to be in a position where we say this is the lord's doing and it's marvelous in our sight i think that's a heart position i don't want to be in the position of saying this is the lord's doing and yeah it's mildly okay i want it to be something that thrills us as we see it's god at work Hebrews 3.13, it's a different angle, but encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, that means as long as you have that opportunity. It goes on to say something rather different, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Now, this is not about the person, just about the person that you encourage. This is about how you are blessed as you minister encouragement. What does it mean, sin's deceitfulness? It means that sneaky thing, that deceitful thing that creeps up, that causes us to just be mildly interested. It doesn't, it doesn't cause a rejection of the truth, but it, even as we said last week, it, it it prevents us from delighting in Christ, delighting in this relationship, delighting in what God's doing. That's sin's deceitfulness. It's a sneaky thing. And therefore, as we encourage one another daily, it's a blessing that we don't realize always to us as well as to those on the receiving end. Therefore, 1 Thessalonians 5, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you're doing this is about continuing in what you're already doing keeping up moving on developing and what are we saying we need the power of the holy spirit to enable us to actually do that look again ephesians 4 let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths be careful what you say, but only such as, as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. It's a powerful tool of the extending of God's kingdom, the expansion of God's authority in the earth, and he uses us for it. So instead of things that would kind of pull down, corrupting things, such is good for building up. Well, what would that look like? What would that seem like? Uh, something like this. Uh, this is God's doing in you when you hear something. To help somebody come to realise, actually, this is God at work in you. Or, let's just stop a minute. Look where he's taken you. Look what he's already doing in you. Or maybe even an appreciation. See, we can minister this. This is not about um, just trying to kind of get on the good side of somebody. I appreciate that God has made you kind, or God has made you patient, or God has made you funny. Uh, you know, to actually minister encouragement, 
recognizing what God has done or telling what God is doing. Let me tell you what God has been up to and re recant, recant, recall some, some incident that you've heard, some testimony that you've heard or some situation in your own life. And remember what God has said, what he's told you before. He won't let any promise that he's made to you drop to the ground. You know, in 1 Samuel 23, Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horish and helped him find strength in God. See, an encourager leads you to God where your strength and courage comes from. It's a very, very key role. And so today we're focused on this. We're focused on this because I believe this is what God said to us for today. And I believe, as I shared at the beginning, that God has encouraged with a sign following. And I'm sure we could each think of other things. So we don't want to just talk about it. We're going to be open for God to minister to us this day. And more than that, perhaps to minister through us, to be people that are not only encouraged in God, but are empowered to encourage others by the Holy Spirit. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. How about this as an action, as an application? Lord, give me someone to encourage and some way to encourage them this day and in coming days. Let's just ask God that right now. Lord, we just ask now, because we're looking and dependent upon the operation and power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, help my brothers and sisters just now to open their hearts, that you might drop into them right now that word, that thought, that person that they might encourage. And your way of doing that. Lord, we want to be doers not just hearers of your word. And we recognize we can't drum this up. Lord, we need your Holy Spirit. And we ask now, Lord, that you would just do that. Even as you have been doing this very thing in recent days, will we do it today for the glory of your name? When you look at the Bible, you see a lot of stories where people ended up encouraged. You remember the story of the widow with the oil? I mean, she was in a very destitute position. Uh, she was just going to, really looking at the end of life for her and her family. And the prophet comes along and this miracle of a flow of oil that didn't cease. Do you think she was encouraged? See, God did something and she was encouraged. And this is what happens when God's encouraged. What about the father? Desperate with the son that was demonized. So desperate that even after he brought him son to the disciples, and the disciples hadn't been able to help, he still came back. Came back with an honesty. Jesus said, all things are possible to those who believe. And he says, well, Lord, I do believe. I guess the evidence of that, that he'd come back and he was standing there. But Lord, 
help my unbelief. You know, he was honest. He was open. And I think he, you could reckon that he would have been encouraged that day uh, when his son from such a desperate position was, was healed, set free, delivered. Every time God is seen at work, we're encouraged. You know, I've heard stories this week, and it kind of makes my heart leap. Uh, it's an encouragement when I hear what God's doing, when I hear of God's provision, when I hear of acts of kindness, um, thoughtfulness, service. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing. We've, we've had this sense of, for Christmas, doing this hope for Christmas. Who'd have known where Christmas was going to be? But what have we been doing? We've been carrying a message of hope. Hope is in Jesus. And I, I, alongside that, and the people that have just used the God-given creativity, got involved, who have responded to the burden, who have made available by the, the wonderful provision of God to be available. I mean, that's, that's really encouraging. Every time God is seen at work, we're encouraged. God uses his spirit. By his spirit, he uses his people, and we become encouraged. Let's hear a few of those stories. Uh, some more stories of God at work amongst us. And be encouraged. How do I receive encouragement? Well, let's, we're going to hear one of the stories. Sam's going to share us something with us in just a minute. But how about thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for Sam. Let's hear the stories. So I have always been somebody who hesitates or talks myself out of sharing my faith with people outside of my relationship circles. I'm currently in a group within the church where we provoke each other to step out supernaturally. And it was following a recent meeting that God opened up an opportunity for me at school to pray for a mum. She was telling me about a recent traumatic experience where her daughter's illness had become critical and they nearly lost her. Her pain and suffering provoked a compassion in me that I felt I couldn't not pray for her. It wasn't about me. This was about a mum's desperate need for strength and peace in this struggle that she was living in. So I asked her if I could pray for her there and then, and she was very receptive and genuinely grateful. God had compelled me when it really mattered, and he used me to bring comfort to somebody else. The other day I was using the Advent Calendar booklet and I got to the chat and catch part. Now, chat and catch normally when I do it, I don't usually catch anything particularly clearly from God. Um, but this time, um, what it said was, ask God in what ways he has made you like him. 
So I thought, okay, let's do this. And almost immediately, I got the words in my head, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And I was like, but that's, that's what the Bible says about you, God. And he said, yeah, but it's you as well. And I was amazed because it would never have occurred to me to um, interpret what the Bible said about God as being about me. Um, so now I'm trying when I'm facing maybe a stressful situation to remind myself, this is what God says I am, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Hi, I just want to tell you about what happened when I gave out candles to some of the people on our street. I felt a bit nervous about it, really, but I thought, okay, I'm just, just going to go for it. And I knocked on their doors and I said, um, I've come to give you a candle. It's from my church. And we're doing this because it's been such a, a horrible, dark year. And we really want to do something to let people know that there's hope. And we thought that this would be a good reminder. And every time I got as far as saying it's been such a horrible, dark year, people just began to nod. And you really, I really felt that it was a message that was resonating with people. And they were really keen to talk, really pleased to receive a candle, um, particularly one family uh, and they're a Muslim family who've not long moved in just down a few doors down the street and I've said hello to them as I've passed by but I've never really had a proper conversation with them but they were just so incredibly warm I stood there for quite a long time got their life story where they've lived before they've moved into our street um, he's a retired electrician she was a nurse at Whips Cross Hospital and just just so warm and really thanking me for the candle said you know yeah definitely we'll we'll put it in our window and it felt like a real connection and i feel i feel like now that i could just go and knock on their door at any time really and be really warmly welcomed um the sikh family across the road who we know quite well immediately just put it in their porch there's another Muslim woman down the street who I haven't seen for a while and it was an opportunity to reconnect with her and she took a candle for herself and for her mum who lives in the flat below and she said, can I make a donation? And it just, I don't know, there was just something really very, it felt a very meaningful thing to do in terms of building connections. I've actually got a few candles left so I'm planning to and go and give those out and um yeah i think it's a, a really positive thing to do so i would encourage you if you haven't done it have a go because you just really don't know what connections you might make and what conversations you might have hi my name is tanya and recently david and i went out to the neighbors um with our candles of hope just to talk about hope at christmas um and the we just found that there was a real warmth and openness um with all of our neighbors that we spoke to they were very happy to receive the candles and some of them were open to being prayed for so that was a really good opportunity there was a couple down the road um an old couple who we saw an ambulance outside, outside the house recently and it was just a good opportunity to talk to them and so yeah, we found out that one of them hadn't been well. So we got to pray with him and it just felt like it really opened up new relationships. 
um, the next day he sent a Christmas card from both of them to us. And um, there's also another guy that was hanging around a bit in, in lockdown. We kept sort of chatting to each other outside. Um, yeah, it's just like he was really open and we prayed for him for some stuff. So, yeah, it feels, feels like it's opened up relationships. Also, David got to meet some really lovely neighbours. He said, what lovely neighbours we have that he hadn't got to meet because he works during the day. Um, so that that's just feels really positive. Like God's put people right under our noses. Oh, that's, that's God at work. Uh, and that's, that's an exciting thing. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Some of them are just initial contact stages. Uh, whereas Sam, she, was, she had a different opportunity uh, in praying like that. And we never know uh, what is going to lead where, but we, as we're led by the Holy Spirit, um, God can enable us and help us. Could God act in my life? Well, yes. Uh, and I think that's where we want to stand. Lord, what? What, can, what would you give me? Lord, to encourage, to reach, to share this message of hope. Now, I'm not sure if we've got Richard live. As you know, we're, we've had to uh, change everything um, as of last night. Um, so if we haven't got Richard, oh, yes, we have got Richard. Okay, over to Richard, please. Hello, yes, this is a story about what's been going on for me recently. So a few weeks ago, I was telling Jamie that I've been feeling kind of overwhelmed by life generally. So like family stuff, youth, um, church commitments, work. And also I'd started a new course at work, an 18 month course. Generally, I try to put myself in a situation where I'm not going to be feeling overwhelmed. But these were all things that I felt to do. And particularly stepping out in this course, I kind of felt that God was saying that he wanted to develop my capacity to do more things, basically, to be able to do more through this course by pushing me. So I'd stepped out in it and things had been at a point where the other week um, I wasn't able to even watch the watch the meeting from home. Um, so I watched it later in the week. Um, I listened to it later on the, the podcast. So I was listening to it and that what John said about um, the train coming into the station and we just need to come out of the waiting room and get on the train. That really spoke to me. And I felt God kind of took it a step forward. I was thinking about the train stations. A lot of the time the waiting room is on the platform. And I felt God saying to me that this word is for you, but also the waiting room and the train aren't far away. So actually, I don't need to wait 18 months to get what God is offering me. Actually, I can have it here and now. And I chose to really step into that and receive that. And I shared it with people as a way of really cementing it and declaring my faith. And then the next few days at work, time just opened up which gave me the opportunities that I needed to get the additional work done it went from me feeling overwhelmed to being like oh I can do all, all of this I've got the time and God's going to continue to give me the capacity that's it amen that's great thank you Richard well what is your reason then for hope this Christmas um Dave Frugia has written a piece, and I think uh, if we can go over to Jeremy to, to read that to us now. Where does my hope come from? Is it from the seen or from the unseen? Is it based on what I have or what I don't have? These thoughts are based on the song lyric, Away in a Manger, No Crib for a Bed. 
Mary was heavily pregnant, probably in pain from labour. She and Joseph had to leave the safety and comfort of their home, forced to find shelter where there was none. But God found them a place to rest. It may not have been their first choice, but it provided safety and warmth, all that was needed for the baby Jesus to be born. Though Jesus was born in a stable, this didn't change the hope and the vision that was fulfilled by his prophesied birth. He was to be the saviour of the world, and the place and circumstances of his birth didn't diminish that one bit. If you're living in darkness and worry, remember that Jesus is in charge of our lives. Give that worry over to him and let God lift the burden from you. We can trust Jesus for our security and find hope with him despite our circumstances. Jesus is the light of the world. That light can dispel any darkness we may find ourselves in. When we trust God, he, together with us, brings us through to victory and his ultimate glory. Great. <clears throat> Thank you, Jeremy. All right, so let's remember uh, Jesus is in charge. Like that, that is encouraging. Um, and, you know, we want to minister this, not just say it. So we need the Spirit of God to help us, to enable us, so that we can release this truth into other people's lives so that they can actually experience it. People need Jesus. People need hope that comes from connecting and giving their lives to Jesus. And 2 Corinthians tells us that he, God, has made us competent as ministers of the new covenant. Not the letter, but the spirit. That's his calling to us. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Praise God for this amazing privilege, ambassadors for him, empowered by the Holy Spirit, that we can actually bring life and hope with the message of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at lifelineuk. Thank you.